0: Welcome to What the Finance. I'm Hannah, a millennial finance fanatic, lending specialist, and realtor that has spent the last eight years learning how to take control and create my own version of financial freedom. On this podcast, I want to use what I've learned along the way to help you reach your financial goals and build your dreams because, as you know, finance is not a one-size-fits-all topic. I'm so happy you're here. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm really excited that you guys are here because we are going to be talking about a topic that is really important on your financial journey, credit. This is something that a lot of people either have no idea what they're doing or they think they're doing it right, but they just haven't had the right education. They don't know really how to work it, or maybe they're on an app that says, oh, we'll help you fix your credit, but actually all they're really there for is to make money off of you. So we are going to touch base on a couple different things with credit today. One, we're going to touch base on how to build it if you have none. We're also going to touch base on a couple different ways to work on rebuilding if maybe you do have credit, but it's not where you want it to be. And then we're also going to kind of touch base on what all makes up credit. So let's buckle in and get going. Okay, first, building credit. Actually... It can be a little hard at first because unfortunately you have to have credit to get credit, which in a way makes a little bit to a lot no sense. Um, so this is somewhere where you're like either at a zero or maybe you only have like a student loan reporting, um, just not much that when you do go apply for a loan, maybe the lender says, you don't really have a big credit profile, there's nothing for me to go off of so I can't lend you any funds at this time. So one good way to build credit is is to get a secured credit card, which you're probably like, Hannah, no, credit cards are bad. Just hear me out here. If we use them wisely, credit cards are not bad. So what I would recommend is looking at getting a small secured credit card, maybe like put $200 down on it and use it really wisely. Use it for things that you know that you're gonna be, like you're gonna have to pay for it anyway, so like, the gas in your car or, like, your phone bill. Just have it automatically paid to the credit card. And then since that bill or that charge is already in your budget for the month anyways, you already know that you're going to have to pay that. So... Don't overutilize it. Like I said, just put your gas on it. Or if you don't have any gas, put your phone on it. If you don't have a phone, put a bag of chips on it. I don't really care what you put on it. As long as you use it and you pay it off right away. Also keep in mind that you never want to go over more than 30% usage on your credit card. So easy numbers. If you have a $100 credit limit on your credit card, You do not want to go over $30, especially if you're carrying that balance from month to month or you're just not able to pay that balance off right away. You want to keep utilization under 30%. And we'll have a whole nother episode on credit cards and how to kind of use them. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that. So if you have any more questions on the credit card and the utilization, feel free. Connect with me on Instagram. I'd love to dive in with you on that. Um, Another easier way to build your credit is, especially if you're starting out, have a conversation with your parents. Um, I know that this is not something that everybody has the opportunity for. I didn't have it. But see if maybe if they have a credit card themselves, maybe they could add you as an authorized user. So even if they don't allow you to use that card, they can add you when you turn 18 on most credit cards. Some of them require you to be 21. But most of them will allow you somebody to add an authorized user on there. And you don't even have to use the card to be on there. And that'll help you build your credit as long as your parents or whoever's allowing you to be an authorized user, as long as they themselves are using it wisely. One time I had a couple that when they were buying a house from me, the husband had all the credit. They were very traditional. So he handled the finances, he had the credit, and he did have good credit. Um, but his wife had nothing in her name. And these days, both parties signing on a real estate, they have to have credit. And she had had none. So he put her as an authorized user really quickly on a couple of his credit cards. She went from a zero to a 720 in less than 45 days, guys. A 720. That is pretty good credit score. Um, so that right there kind of tells you how easy it is to build credit if you have a couple of those opportunities. Another way that you could do it is with a loan, like a local credit union, they have actually a credit builder loan. So what you do um, is that you have maybe $500 that you can put in like a savings account. What it does is you put the $500 in a savings account and they select like the term of this quote unquote loan. So let's say you do a six month term on it and you they hold it for six months and what they do is they report it as positive payments for six months and however they decide to calculate calculate the terms and stuff like that. Everybody kind of does that a little bit differently. But at the end of the six months, you get your $500 back and it, they reported positive payments for you so that is a really good way to one utilize money that you do have on hand and instead of spending it on something like a new phone that's actually not going to help your credit at all um this is actually going to help your credit because they're reporting a positive payment for you each month and showing that you're not like cutting that loan short and withdrawing those funds Uh, So that's a really good way right there as well. So you could potentially look into that. Um, I don't know if any local banks or credit unions around you would have it, Um, but I know that even a few here in Southwest Wisconsin have them. Another way that I have seen people kind of build their credit and I wouldn't necessarily say this is like the best way to do it um, but it is you know something that is reporting is I have seen recently people reporting their utilities payments on their bureau. I know that not you can't do it all the time like around here there's really not a lot of banks that utilize that system that can see like your utility payments coming out of it um, but I know like some of like the larger banks like Chase and American Bank they do it so what you do is you log on to like uh, Experian and you have your free credit profile tracker on there and then what they do is they link up to your bank account and then you can type in that hey I paid Energys my gas bill that got paid this month and so you do report it on there showing that you do have a payment on there all right so now that we have the building portion out of it Let's say we're on the flip side, that your credit is not where you want it to be and you are working on rebuilding your credit. This is essentially where I started out at when I really started my journey is I had to rebuild it because I just pretty much put myself in a terrible spot to begin with. Um, So a couple different ways to do this. First, what you wanna do is figure out though, what is on your credit. What is affecting it? So a really good way to do this is if you have a credit card or even some banks provide you with a free um, report or a credit score monthly to you, I would definitely go on, set that up, and log on to there. And then that way you can kind of see what your score is, what's reporting, um, is it all credit cards, is it all loans, do you have collections on there, you need to know what is the makeup of your bureau to start this essentially. So for me, when I really started on mine, I had collections and I had credit cards and I had personal loans. So what I did when I first started is the first thing I needed to take care of was collections. Those are the things that really hinder you the most because that is a debt that you had that you did not pay. So that is the worst possible thing that could be potentially reporting to your bureau. There, well, there are a couple other things, but in the grand scheme of credit, the collections is definitely something you want to take care of first so collections let's go ahead and try to get those out of the way something that i see a lot of is that people don't even keep track of their credit which i'll be honest with you guys it drives me nuts it is a running force of your life you need to know what is reporting to your bureau you need to, to know what is on there because there are times where things report inaccurately and so you need to know what's reporting on there. So please track your score through your credit card, through your bank. I'm not a huge fan of things like credit karma because the score itself is usually off as plus instead of necessarily really helping you, they more just have you on there so they can make money from their partners. But that's a whole different story. Don't come at me, credit karma. <laughs> but you let people don't even know what's reporting. So a lot of times I will pull a credit bureau and of course I have to go through it when I'm doing a loan. And I'll ask them, hey, what's up with this $27 medical collection? And nine times out of ten, they don't even know that it's on there. A $27 medical collection is hurting somebody's chance of getting a personal loan, getting a car, getting really anything. Like I said, I think if you listen to my very first podcast, there's this whole idea that medical collections don't matter. Well, I'm going to tell you this and I'll probably tell you it again. Yes, they do. They do matter because it is hurting your credit. You got $27. I really hope you have 27 extra dollars. If not, we will touch base on that in a whole nother budget episode. But get that small collections taken care of. Show that you can be a little bit responsible and take care of some of those smaller collections. Okay? With the collections and we'll touch base on that again, figure out where they're from. If they're medical, if they're a credit card that went bad and it's just reported now. Sometimes like if you have TV and then you you disconnected your TV, if you don't return the boxes or like the electronic boxes, sorry guys I'm not tech savvy. If you don't return those, they will charge you an arm and a leg for those and I have seen that a lot before. Like you'll see direct TV on there or dish or whatever it is for like $300 a collection because you didn't return that. Well, they don't go after you for it. They just sell it off so they can get a little bit of the money that they do have. So go ahead and try to take care of the- those as much as you can, get your credit built up a little bit, you'll be really surprised on how much you see your score go up. When I was paying off my collections, all of mine were medical. And when I was paying off mine, just this one, I want to say it was like $63. And I paid it off and my score, I kid you not, went up 43 points on a $63 medical collection because I didn't think it mattered. You're going to sit there and tell me that 43 points does not matter? Okay, I'm getting a little bit worked up here. (laughs) Let's take a step back. Get in those medical collections or collections itself. Try to take care of those as much as you can and do make sure you keep track of them. Make sure you have a receipt that you paid them. Um... And then once you do kind of get those taken care of and you slowly start to see your score creep up, you could potentially go to your local bank or credit union and see if potentially they would give you what's called a debt consolidation loan to help you take care of the rest of the collections and help kind of clean things up and make it nice and organized. Like I told you guys, I'm going to be keeping it real here. I'm not going to tell you that you're only going to be drinking water and every single penny that you have is going to go towards this and you're going to slowly pay things off over the next 15 million years. No, that's not how this works. So what I did is when I slowly got my collections paid off, I got my score up enough that I was able to go to my local credit union and we did a debt consolidation loan. So they took care of the larger collections that I didn't, I couldn't quite pay off all at once. They gave me the funds to pay those off as well as consolidate a few of my credit cards too. Now you do want to try to pay off as much as you can on your own because one, it shows responsibility. It shows that you're taking ownership for your Mistakes, And yes, I say mistakes because, hey, we all make them and we're going to learn from them. And that is OK. Back to that, I, you know, debt collection, debt consolidation. Try to get, see if they can help you out a little bit. Just go ahead and try to get those all buttoned up into one nice little loan and then that way you have a monthly payment that you can afford and you have it all in one spot. And then you might see a little dip in your score at first just because you have a new uh, loan on your bureau, but it's nothing that you're not going to be able to Repair itself from. So, but after those collections get taken care of, and then you want to take care of your credit cards. So, once you get those collections taken care of, then you really want to focus on your credit cards. Um, credit card utilization, as I mentioned in the building aspect of building your credit, you want to make sure that you're not using more than 30% of your available credit. We want to try to keep our credit card debt and our utilization underneath 30 percent of what our overall credit limit available is. Um, so try to get all those at least if you can't pay them all off pay off the ones that have the higher interest rates and then that way it'll make sure that one you're always within a reasonable credit utilization on all your credit cards. It'll really help keep your score up as well. Um, so so far in the rebuilding we have touched base on again collections and credit cards. Um, so once you get the collections and the credit Cards kind of either taken care of or at least within reason. Something else that you would want to take care of is trying to focus on getting your unfrivolous debt taken care of. And for me, unfrivolous would be like a car loan or your mortgage loan. Um, something else that's kind of within this branch would also be like unsecured personal loans. Those are other things that you would want to start to look at as well. So just to kind of make it nice and simple, for me, I took care of my collections first. And then I took care of my credit cards. And then I started to chip away at my personal loans. And then I started to chip away at my car loan. And then when those are done, I'm going to start to chip away at my home loan. Now, I did have somebody ask me about student loans. That is a personal preference. For me, I am not too worried about my student loans. I do have quite a bit out there. I have about $30,000 in student loans, but they're within reason. It's it's a payment that I can make um, as well as they're usually pretty good about some Thing falls hard if you get behind on funds or something like that they're usually pretty good about stopping your payments for a little bit or at least i have found for me my student loans are honestly the last thing that i'll probably take care of i'd rather get my right away debt my house my car personal loans credit cards stuff like that i'd rather personally get that taken care of um, but we will again we'll touch base on that in the future All right, so now that we have talked about how to build your credit and how to repair your credit, let's take a look at what makes up your credit score. So there are a few things that are factors into your credit score. So one of them is payment history. That is a high impact aspect of your credit score. So you always wanna make sure that your payment history is right on. The second one is your credit card use. So again, we're wanting to keep that credit card use under 30% of our total available balances. So if you have $10,000 total and credit card lines, you want to keep it underneath $3,000. Another one is derogatory marks. So these are collections, tax liens, bankruptcies, civil judgments, and stuff like that. So that's another one. It's a high impact, again, which is why we really want to make sure that we're taking care of those collections and watching to see what's on our bureau. Another one is a credit age. So this is a average impact. Um, So in your credit age, the longer that you have your bureau open, the higher score you'll be. So like you could potentially have um, one year or two years of history in your report, and let's say you have perfect payments, your credit card utilization is good, but maybe you're only sitting at like a 660 or maybe a 680. And a good reason for that would be is because it hasn't been very long. They don't have a very big profile to go off of. Another one is total accounts. Now, this is a low impact, but this is consists, this consists of your open and closed accounts. So how many loans do you have open? How many credit cards? What have you closed? Have you closed any credit cards recently? Um, have you opened anything recently? What is all on there? And then the last one is hard inquiries. So this is a low impact. Um, so normally when you get your credit check to apply for a loan, it's a hard inquiry on your bureau. And you can have two different inquiries. One's a hard and one's a soft, as we call it hard as sticks on your bureau, it stays there for two years. And essentially what that is, is let's say like you go out to a car dealership and you let them run your credit, depending on what your score is. And if you don't really quite know what's happening, they could potentially run your credit like 20 times, maybe not that many, but more than a couple of times in one sitting is not going to be very good. So if you have a lot of inquiries on there, it kind of looks bad because let's say you go to that car dealership, they run your credit a bunch of times and you get the car, but then two months later, let's say something happens, you're like, oh, well, shoot, I need a small unsecured loan from my bank, and I go to my bank, and they're going to see that you are you checked your credit 20 times within like a day. That isn't the best thing that you want to see. So normally, you want to try to keep those, I say, below five um, inquiries within a two-year span. Um, the more inquiries on there, the lower your credit is, but it only usually cuts your score down anywhere between like two to ten points. Um, you can easily Uh, repair your credit back from it just trying to kind of keep that in mind the less that you apply for credit the better your credit can be which again seems weird (laughs) but this is the name of the game all right so I have thrown a bit of information at you today and I know that it's a lot to kind of take in especially if you're driving and listening to this podcast you don't really have time to write this all down um which I'm kind of thinking in the future and Leave me some feedback and let me know what you think about this. I'm, con- I'm considering maybe doing like a group on Facebook of my podcast listeners. So that way they can go on there and get this information in writing. Um, also feel free to just reach out to me on Instagram or on Facebook too. You can find me on there and my link will be in my show notes of how to get in touch with me. Um, but let me know what you think of that. And then that could potentially be something down the line. But for now, let's do a little bit of a refresher here. So first of all, building credit. First one could potentially be um, taking out a secured credit card, being added as an authorized user, or putting your utilities on your credit bureau as a payment. The second that we that we focused on is repairing your credit. So first of all, you need to know what is on your bureau to try to be able to fix your credit. So for me, what worked for me: collections first, then credit cards. Then personal loans, a.k.a. what I call frivolous debt. And then from there, um, trying to figure out what's best for you. And remember, guys, this is not one-size-fits-all topics. What worked for me might not work for you, but this is why we're in this together. If you guys have any questions on, hey, this is what my bureau looks like, Hannah, what would you suggest that I do with it? Reach out to me again. Let me know. I love to talk about this. This is why I have a podcast <laughs> about this. So reach out to me and let me know how I can help you on that. And then the third topic we touched base on is what makes up your credit bureau. So payment history, credit card use, 30% or below. I cannot say it enough. Derogatory marks. So collections, tax liens, bankruptcies, civil judgments. Next, credit age. The longer it's on there, the more experience you have. Kind of like trying to get a job. More experience. More better score for you. The next one is your total accounts. So how many total accounts that you do have closed and open reporting to your bureau. And then the next, the last one is hard inquiry. So we want to make sure we're keeping those inquiries as low as possible. The more that we apply for credit, the lower our credit gets. So let's try to keep those to a minimum, everyone so happy that you guys listen in today again please feel free to reach out to me share my podcast on instagram and tag me that would be amazing i'd love to listen to what you guys have to say and feel free to send me some feedback i'm new at this and any kind of constructive criticism not mean criticism constructive criticism is definitely welcomed i'm really liking this and i can't wait to help you guys out have a great day you so much for listening today if you vibed with this podcast please check the show notes so that way you can find my link to my instagram so that way i can personally thank you for listening in and if you have any questions at all on anything financial related that you'd love for me to touch base on in future podcasts send me a dm tag me in the post i cannot wait to hear from you guys and help everybody find their version of financial freedom i'll catch you next time